Hey you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Living and Loving with Lauren Reed, where I will be uncovering the dirty, romantic, fun, disastrous, and exciting truth about love, marriage, and relationships. If you're ready to get into some hot topics, continue to tune in now. Hey you guys, what's up? I hope that you are all doing well. I think this is the perfect time to put out this series of exploring family patterns you can take or break. And, you know, I think it's really important to always start out with this disclaimer that, you know, as I'm creating these episodes, I'm also in the season of life right now where I'm still learning, growing, and processing. So I do not claim to be an expert on these topics, but I just hope to use my knowledge and experience um, to help even one of you out there, regardless of the season that you're in. So with that being said, I am so happy to be back. It feels so good. And let's go ahead and dive in. So in this new series, I really want to take the time to talk with you all over multiple episodes about multi-generational family patterns that might be present in some of your lives right at this very moment. Some of these patterns, they might be healthy and others may actually be harming your relationships or not allowing you to grow into your full potential. Some of these negative patterns might include patterns of depression, substance use, anger, abuse, and more that have just been present in your family and have just continued to spill over into the next generation. So I'll be basing most of this series on the work of a man named Murray Bowen. He developed Bowen Intergenerational Therapy in 1985, and he's just been such a huge inspiration to me. So I'll be explaining a lot of his concepts and quoting from a book called Theory and Treatment Planning in Family Therapy by Diane Gayhart. Um, so going forward though, specifically today, I will be focusing mainly on differentiation and the going home again effect. The goal of Bowen's therapy and the goal of the series is to help you increase your differentiation and maintain a stronger sense of self in your family, relationships, and friendships. So stick with me here because I know it's a lot and I promise it will all make sense. Um, So if you're, you know, continuing to ask the question, what is differentiation and, you know, how can I help increase this? This is exactly what I'm going to get into. So stick with me, guys. Um, According to Bowen, it's the ability to balance two life forces, the need for togetherness and the need for autonomy. So basically, it's the ability to clearly separate thoughts from feelings and self from others to successfully handle the tension and challenges that come with being around family members and increasing levels of intimacy between you and your partner. So basically, it's being able to be in a room with a family member who angers you or brings you anxiety and being able to maintain your sense of self and same with your partner. So for example, let's just say that you're in the same room as your partner and they're expressing extreme anger, anxiety, tension, frustration, or anything like that. If you are more highly differentiated, then it should not cause you to be so emotionally reactive to their emotions. And I know that's so hard to do. I mean, it's, it takes practice and work. Um, and a lot of the times we subconsciously do it. So if they're upset, you know, we tend to get upset. If they're Um, anxious, we tend to get anxious. And sometimes it's almost like, hey, I'm supporting you because I'm getting just as upset as you are. But really what's happening is it's just creating more chaos. And so that's why it's so important to be able to separate our emotions from others and say, okay, I understand that you're frustrated and I understand that you're upset. How can I help you through this? 
So this way you're actually able to remain more calm for yourself and for the relationship dynamic. And, you know, a lot of people, sometimes they might get it confused and think that differentiated people, they don't care as much if they're not responding the way that they want them to or they lack emotion, but this isn't true at all. And highly differentiated people, they're actually able to engage more in difficult and intense situations because they're not going to overreact and they can um, thoughtfully reflect on what they're going to say rather than just saying it and, um, you know, causing more of that chaos. So with all of that being said, I'm about to um, give you guys the opportunity to reflect yourselves and just kind of see if you guys have ever been in situations like this where you've been highly emotionally reactive or triggered by a family member or in your relationship or, you know, by your friends or anything like that. I know that I have, and I'm just being completely honest with you guys. It takes a lot of work to be highly differentiated. And just because you are does not mean that there's going to be moments where, you know, you find yourself being emotionally reactive again. I mean, it's been a long journey for me to really work through a lot of my own, you know, um, childhood things that I've gone through. And even doing all of that internal work, I still found myself over Thanksgiving being emotionally reactive or, you know, finding myself um, throwing a temper like a teenager. And I was just like, you know, this isn't who I am. I've worked really hard to get to a better place. Um, but it happens and we're human and it's life. And so it's giving yourself grace through this process when you're working through it and when you're still learning. Um, so don't be too hard on yourselves if you guys have been through any of these things or, you know, find yourself in a situation like this in the future. If you have gotten this far into the podcast, I appreciate you. And there is obviously something that's holding on um, to you listening. And so here we go. Here's the reflection process. So I'm about to ask some questions and dive in. So have you ever grown up struggling in a negative environment or household and told yourself you'd never live like them? So you created or tried to create a better life for yourself. But every time you're around them, you constantly feel triggered or like an imposter. It's like you've done so much work to create a better, more positive life for yourself when you're either super balanced, financially stable, successful in your career, or thriving in your marriage. But when you go home to visit your family for the holidays or in general, you suddenly start noticing that you're acting like your old self again or like you used to when you lived there. You might start acting out like a teenager or resorting back to your old ways you might notice that you don't feel successful, intelligent, or even worthy at all. So a super successful, respected person might feel small, unappreciated, and devalued if they knew their parents or family members didn't approve of their career or grew up poor. An incredibly intelligent, educated person might feel incapable, unworthy, or maybe even like an imposter if they go home and they're around a sibling who always used to pick on them or call them dumb or ditzy. A strong, fit person who values working out and taking care of themselves, they might feel weak and insecure around family members who never viewed them that way or who used to, you know, maybe even know them with weight issues in the past or who used to get bullied. A decisive, assertive person might go home and feel like they're struggling to make decisions if they used to always seek approval and validation from their parents. A confident, well-established person might go home to their old friend group Here's a friend group, it's not a family member, 
and they might feel fake or like an imposter again if their friends always knew them as partying and doing drugs with them and they might even make that person feel bad for not giving into doing those things anymore. This is a lot of the time it's because there are unresolved issues within the family or friends that they either haven't been addressed or they might have tried to be addressed but it's that realization that nothing's going to change. My family's not going to change or this friend group's not going to change. My partner's not going to change. So for instance, if you've never been able to change your parents' critical comments or negative attitude or even your sibling's behavior or your friend's inability to respect who you are now, then this is why increasing your differentiation is so important because instead of regressing to past behaviors around them, you can be in the presence of these people and keep a clear sense of self. Before I talk about some of the ways on how to help increase differentiation, I want to talk about one of the misconceptions a lot of people make without realizing it when it comes to immediately emotionally cutting off family members. If someone doesn't talk to a family member to manage their own anxiety or they ignore them at a family event, it seems like a good way to help their mental health. But according to Bowen, it's almost always a sign of lower levels of differentiation. It just shows that that person's so emotionally fused and reactive by that family member that they have to completely separate um, at all times to be comfortable. He believes that a highly differentiated person has less of a need for complete emotional cutoff and it can establish healthy boundaries and limit contact with that family member, but in a respectful way. Of course, unless you know they that family member or friend has extreme patterns of verbal, emotional, or childhood abuse. So in that case, of course, that cutoff would be necessary, but you still need to process, grieve, and accept the emotions that come with cutting that person off. You know, this one's really tough because you hear a lot of people say, you know, well, screw them and screw it. Like, I just won't talk to them anymore. I am done with them. I don't need them. I, I will be okay if I never speak to that person again. And, you know, if it's necessary because they've been mentally or emotionally abusive, you know, of course. But every time you cut somebody off, there are emotions that come with that. Whether, you know, somebody admits it or not, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness or hurt or betrayal, whatever it is, it needs to be processed. Because if we just cut people off and we avoid it at all costs, it will come back up. It will affect future relationships and it will, it can cause, you know, um, that internal conflict and, and it could cause you to be more prideful and more bitter and maybe even cause you to, you know, cut off people and when you do have things that you would like to say and then it might be too late. And so that's why it's so important if there is any kind of relationship that is possible, then how can we learn to set healthy boundaries? How can we limit contact but still have an emotional connection? Um, and if they, you know, it's, it's completely unhealthy and they are being abusive, then how can we start the grieving process and actually process the emotions um, of hurt or betrayal or anger that come with cutting that person off and never speaking to them again? This now leads me into ways to actually help increase differentiation. So number one, the, the very first step is just that awareness and acknowledgement of where have I struggled with 
being emotionally reactive? Who have I struggled being super emotionally reactive and triggered with in my life? And how can I um, really make that step to say, okay, it's time to start protecting my boundaries and protecting my energy. Um, And number two, it's just processing. Processing and being able to actually admit to yourself, okay, I do have resentment. I do have tension or anger, anxiety, or unresolved issues that I haven't dealt with on my own between you and your family or your relationship or in your friendships, whatever that looks like. And then, you know, it's if that is counseling, sometimes it's okay to say, okay, I need some extra help to actually figure out how to, you know, create those healthy boundaries for myself. Because boundaries, healthy boundaries are going to look different for everybody, whether it's with a family member or, you know, a spouse or in your friendships, it looks different. But there are so many amazing ways to make those boundaries and also continue to have a healthy um, emotional connection with somebody. Um, And then practicing maintaining your emotional state without being too quickly influenced and reactive. So that is where after all of those other things that I talked about, that's where that, you know, practice comes in. Okay, you know what I have done? I have processed these things out. I have worked to really do that inner work on myself and process any trauma that I've dealt with. Now I am able to actually be around that person and see if I can practice maintaining my own emotional state. So that is all that I have for you guys today and I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I know that it was a little bit intense (laughs) and confusing. Um, Maybe for some of you it made some sense and I hope that it did and if you guys have any questions please feel free to reach out to me and I just, I'm not perfect in this area of my life and that's exactly why I wanted to really hit on this topic because maybe some people out there, they're struggling with this also and, you know, I just want to help any one of you that I can if, you know, it will bring you some kind of peace or um, relaxation or grace to know that you're not alone. You're not alone in this area and you deserve to protect your energy and find ways to have better relationships in your life. So with that being said, I will talk to you guys soon and I will put out more episodes as soon as possible. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.